0: Ticket and the ticketfm.com.
1: What up? We're back. Jay Foreman, Austin Orman. Uh, we're gonna jump into some NFL stuff. Austin. The Chargers dismissed my man Staley and go Have you ever seen a team like that get shellacked? I think it's so bad because it's the Raiders.
0: That's part of it. The Raiders, who are also kind of pulling out the string, yeah. Antonio Pierce's halftime interview, foot on the gas pedal, yeah. legendary. He yeah. knew, he knew, he was running that man Staley out of town.
1: Yeah, and his business is business, and also he he wanted to have a look. I think a lot of times what people don't understand is in the NFL they judge you how you bounce back. They judge you as a mm-hmm. coach how can you rally the troops, and especially doing it on your interim coach. You got to do it on a short turnaround. They're automatically going to think you don't have the experience to do so. Um, do you have the locker room legitimately and all this other stuff? And then next thing you know, four days later, he's able to turn it around and uh, have his team put out a good effort. So, you know, I think it's one of the, one of those things that when you lose to a team like the Raiders and it's a rival and your job's been on the line is essentially since...
0: Like a year and a half now.
1: <laughs> 11 months. Yeah. Since that uh, loss to Jacksonville after you're being up 27 uh, to nothing, you had a meltdown by um, Joey Bosa and so forth and so on. It wasn't a good look. You know, I mean, you do that and you have you have, you have have your highest paid players and your superstars melting down with personal fouls that led to uh, the game-winning field goal, you know, directly points to the coach, regardless mm-hmm. if, you know, you get up there and say, we're a tight unit, you believe in what you're doing, and it just doesn't work out that well in, or ever in the NFL do you get to, you know, turn it around. Now, you've seen it more in college, Uh, We have Coach Brown with West Virginia. Everybody thought he was a lame duck, ready to be thrown thrown out or, or, you know, fired, rode out of town. Um, He's doing – he won eight, nine games this year. You've seen some other guys do that and and save their jobs for a year or two, but it just seems like Staley – I think initially he was good. Mm -hmm. You know, defensive guy, high – you know, was in tune with the players, but I think he lost his way because it's one thing to say you're aggressive. It's another thing to be so – you're sticking to this I'm aggressive mantra where you just become ignorant. You become ignorant to situational football, the pace of the game, the flow of the game, the emotional um, roller coaster of the game. You're just doing things because you got to say, all right, I was just being aggressive. Well, when you're going for it on like your own 32-yard line on like fourth and four, I don't care about analytics. When you're doing that at a crucial part of the game, which which he's done multiple times – in like second or third quarter, in, in less than a one-score game, that means you're putting the team at risk, and that means you're not representing yourself and the and the uh, franchise right, and that's how you end up having a lot of heat, and and that you are definitely on the hot seat. So, came to a head last night after the Raiders put them to put them to bed, but it's been a long time coming.
0: It really has been, and some of it is on Staley, his decision making, right and wrong. Some of it's on Telesco, right? Think about all the money the Chargers have invested in some of these big name players. They're not right. getting star level return from right. nearly enough of them, which is fair to say. Um, it's just a weird spot with that franchise, though. I mean, you have the Fouts days back in the '80s when they're right. they're good and they're rolling a little bit, but they they just haven't been as consistent as you would think for attracting all the star players that they have. All the you know guys that you think they'd be able to have on that roster. So, yeah, there's a legitimate kind of question of, well, what would Staley have been if all his talent was healthy and available? Right. But you've played in the NFL. You know that guys aren't always available. Injuries yeah. happen. It's a physical, violent game. So, yeah, I mean, it would have been different if everyone's available. But it's on him for not adapting and adjusting to what he did have.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it, it's, yeah, but nobody ever has their whole team available. Uh, rarely, you right. know. But then also it goes on management, right? Where you think of, you know, Austin Eckler, who's been a great pickup, a great soldier per se, um, a great, uh, you know, representation of the franchise. And you're you're sitting there trying to lowball him, but then, you you know, you, you re-upped uh, Joey Bosa multiple times, and he has a, a serious, you know, injury history. You mm-hmm. had no problem breaking the bank for CJ Jackson, who literally didn't even last a year um, and multitude of other guys, um, you know, so Travis Van Noy and all those guys that, you know, it's, it's never worked out and the guys you should pay, you didn't. And then you get to the point to where now you have some people that let you down along with a head coach that did, didn't have a lot of experience, right? And he was a mm-hmm. defensive coordinator um, and had a very unique mindset defensive coordinator wise which didn't correlate to game management, which is weird. Because generally, when you're a defensive coordinator, you're thinking about every single scenario so you can not only play your best defense, but you got to think what the offense is going to try to do in situational football. Mm-hmm. He didn't carry that over to his dec- decision-making during the game. It almost like... Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispie sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
0: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
1: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, he hired an analytics guy that his analytics came from PlayStation 2 via Madden, (laughs) right? Right. On, On rookie mode. And then you're playing against all pro mode and it never worked out. He never could escape that type of tag of bad clock management, bad football experience, really never even adapting. Right. Right. He doubled down Mm -hmm. when, after what game was it this year where they just got annihilated on defense. And then he's like, you know what I believe in our calls. And he kind of pointed, it always reminded me when Rafael Palmeiro says, (laughs) I did not take steroids. Well, a week later, <laughs> I, took steroids. Yeah, yeah, I took steroids, right? Or you say, remember, or Sammy Sosa, I don't understand that. I don't understand English. Yes, you do. you could just play that, you could just play the interviews where you're, just, you're yeah. articulating in English. So, um,
0: but the difference between like what the chargers are doing and what Baltimore is doing is the head coach. Oh yeah. Baltimore is so analytically forward. Like John Harbaugh has a guy next to him yeah. with all the numbers but John Harbaugh incorporates it. He doesn't rely right. on it. Right. I mean, you can't tell me that the Ravens are that much more talented than the Chargers, especially no. not at their peak, given the guys yeah. they've signed and they haven't. The Ravens have been better at drafting and developing yep. to their credit, and Harbaugh is a steadier guy. Yeah. You know, I, I think that, that management situation is better for him, but the Ravens are so analytics forward, but you just don't hear about it as much because the decisions make sense and they work out. You're yeah. hearing about it with Staley because some of the decisions are completely nonsensical. And even the ones that, you know, might be the right call according to the numbers, and you can at least see the thought, thought process, yeah. don't work out all the time for it.
1: No, and when you think about analytics, you you have to take, you, 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 that's just another bit of information. It's no different right. than saying, you know, I remember in particular we were talking about when we went up to play Washington. When they came out in 11 personnel, and I, it's crazy that I still remember this. When they came out 11 personnel and they lined up in trips and then they motioned to, um, you know, two by two, it was inside or inside zone. And mostly just and it would stay strong side. Right. And depending on where the receiver ended up at, it would be cut back. Right. So essentially (laughs) they just went by, you know, another tight end. Well, that's all analytics is just another piece of information that you can make a decision in that moment in time. That's not the end-all be-all. When you say, when you go to straight analytics and don't change from it, you know what that is? That's a, you know, scheme type of mentality versus system. And those things never mm-hmm. work because you have to take in the, the emotion in the game. You, you could think like, okay, well, they always throw to the flat or do whatever route, flat, you know, curl seven, you know, every single time, but you have a rookie out there and they don't have experience of, of doing that. So then you might have to roll your coverage to take away the seven cuts so he can actually jump the flat route because that's what he's probably really good at right now, which is the very simple things. You have the flat, take it, right? Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with analytics. There's no analytics that, that is able to take in human emotion and circumstances. And so th- that's where San Diego runs in trouble and Baltimore really you know, excels because they're taking in the factors, they're taking in the information, And then also they're taking in real-time information. That's Mm -hmm. communication between coach and player, player player-to-player, assistant coach to the head coach, and and decision-makers, and to the players, and then they're making decisions and it's working out uh, tenfold for the Ravens right now to where they're in the the power position.
0: They are, and I just feel a little bad for Justin Herbert. You know, he got the back, not like bad for him, but the Chargers have wasted the first few years of his career and it's not really his fault. Like, the numbers he puts up, pretty darn good. Was right. he a part of the meltdown? Absolutely he was. Yeah. Everyone on the Chargers team was a part of the meltdown against Jacksonville. But <laughs> if you're the Chargers, you should feel good about having a building block at quarterback. You should feel good about having some of those other offensive pieces around him. Right. But how do you put those guys in positions to succeed? And how do you stop letting yourself down in some of those big moments? There's no reason the AFC West can't be fun and competitive. Yeah. You know, it shouldn't be just Everybody Kansas City's is, division.
1: Look. The Denver has a, found a way after getting shellacked by Miami. They've found mm-hmm. a way to turn it around. They're one game behind Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Now, chances of them catching it, you know, you're always going to bet on uh, Patrick Mahomes and uh, Andy Reid, but they're back into it. They're back mm-hmm. in the playoff race. San Diego, or not San Diego, but the La- Los Angeles Chargers, they're finding a way to get out of it. Mm-hmm. To get out of it. Not even giving themselves a chance. Not even, you, You're starting to, you got a rookie, you're essentially a rookie quarterback starting, minimal starting experience, and you're trying to throw the ball? like you're trying to evaluate, that's the difference. No game planning, no thought process, um, no, no thought process on trying to run against a Raiders defense that's been injury-plagued uh, at the second-level linebacker position mm-hmm. to where you can make some hay. So anyways, onward or upward, that was our NFL uh, segment. We're going to take a quick break, and um, we've got the upside bar and lounge coming in, so we're going to try to get a little bit longer uh, segment here going into the 5 o'clock hour. Jay Foreman, Austin Orman, we'll be right back. Watch
0: Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. The new year is the perfect time to start building credit scores. Because when your credit scores increase, your opportunities do too. Like possible loan approvals and lower interest rates. Chime makes it easier to help build your credit with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. You can use Credit Builder everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Chime helps you build your credit score safely by using your own money to make everyday purchases and on-time payments. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a $200 qualifying direct deposit. And don't stress—there's no annual fee or credit check required to apply and get started. Start building your credit history and finding new opportunities with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Get started today at chime.com/build. That's chime.com/build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A., members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it.